This is a week for quality food and beverages. I don't like beans in my chili. That's a fair debate because the ori original chili did not have beans. In it. What do you mean the original? You were there when they created the <laughs> original was. chili I was. on the Old West? Yep. Expensive commercials and stupid questions from reporters covering their first sporting event. Is your mom picking you up after the Super Bowl? This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Dirt and Spray on 1080. I'm here so I won't get found. The Fan. All right, welcome back in the final hour of the radio program. Dirt and Spray here on YouTube, 99.5 HD2 in the Odyssey app. We're awaiting Tyler Fulgham of ESPN Bet on Twitter, at Tyler underscore Fulgham. Give him a follow. Fulgham, sorry. Tyler, good morning. Thanks for hopping on with us. How you doing? Oh, do we not have him? Do we have him? Do we have him? Do we have Tyler Fulgham? Yes, no. Tyler, can you hear us? I do. I got you guys. How you doing? Uh, we're doing okay. Thanks for hopping on with us. Sorry about that awkward intro. That's very Odyssey Portland of us to do that. <laughs> uh, there's a million ways we could go with this. I just uh, where where does where does Tyler Fulgham start when when you when you examine a matchup between Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs against the Niners, a rematch from 2019? Where do you start from the Vegas angle? How do you examine things when you start looking at the matchup? That's a great question. You guys are doing a great job. I'm glad you threw that my way because I think one of the most important things to establish for people who are just starting to bet is you've got to take a stand on how you think the game is going to go. Who's going to win? What's the final score going to be? And then compare that to what the line says, money line, spread, total, et cetera. So I think the Chiefs are going to win. Mm. I think they're going to build a lead early with their experience. And then it's going to be the Niners you know, trying to come back in the second half with a late surge as they get more comfortable and get into the game. And ultimately that will fall short and Chiefs will hold on and win with their defense. So that's the game script that I'm building. And then I fill in the chapters of that. Like I said, Chiefs building an early lead. That means in the second half, Isaiah Pacheco is running the football more. In the second half, Brock Purdy is throwing the football more. And I start betting props based on that. Some Pacheco overs, some Brock Purdy overs. Maybe he throws a pick because he's dropping back more. Devo Samuel goes over. Debo Samuel scores a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk scores a touchdown through the air. Those, that's how I start building a portfolio of all the different bets I'd make, not just in the Super Bowl, but in any football game. Tyler Fulgham, our guest here, ESPN, ESPN Bet. You can find him on Twitter at Tyler underscore Fulgham. Uh, he's joining us now. Super Bowl is on Sunday, and he's got all of the numbers. So you you start diving into props. What is your favorite prop right now? There's some popular props. Kelsey, I believe Kelsey scoring a touchdown is even money. I was kind of surprised by that. Seems like eh, kind of a no-brainer bet to take because if anybody's going to score on the Chiefs, he seems like the guy that's going to do it, even if they don't score that many points. What's the prop you like the most so far? Yeah, it's actually one of the, the according to ESPN bet, the Kelsey on the no touchdown is one of the sharpest bets that ESPN bet is getting. So obviously they know accounts, they know who's making these bets, and a lot of the sharp betters, the respected betters, the winners, are actually thinking the great value is a Kelsey not to score a touchdown, and that makes sense because so much of the public is going to say, of course Kelsey's going to score a touchdown. I'm like, I doubt he's score touchdowns. It's Taylor Swift is at the game. He's going to play awesome. You know, he's got Patrick Mahomes. So one of my favorite um, bets is actually Brock Purdy under one and a half passing touchdowns. You can get that at ESPN Bet at plus 105. 
Purdy is obviously new to the Super Bowl. I think he's going to have some first quarter, first half jitters. And although he's got great weapons to throw to, like Kittle, like Ayuk, like Debo Samuel, the Chiefs' pass defense has been incredible this year, guys. They've played 20 games, and only four quarterbacks have thrown two or more touchdowns in a game against them. Four out of 20. And they've played Josh Allen a couple times, Lamar Jackson. They've played some really great quarterbacks. Of course, Justin Herbert, they see. So Brock Purdy, under one and a half passing touchdowns, plus 105, is one of my favorite bets in the prop market. Why do you like the Chiefs in this game? Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, um, the great defense. Those are three things that I think um, can neutralize the strengths of the San Francisco 49ers. I think um, Brock Purdy is going to, you know, at least in the first quarter, first few drives, first few series, he's going to struggle compared to Patrick Mahomes, who's been there before, who's done that, who's played in the stadium, you know, multiple times, a member of the uh, AFC West. He, he goes to Allegiant Stadium all the time. He's comfortable with that environment. He's obviously comfortable with the Super Bowl environment. So I think the Chiefs build a lead early because of the difference between Mahomes and Purdy and their experience. And then I think in the second half, the Chiefs lean on their defense, which has been phenomenal all season long, and holding off any attempt to come back by an objectively explosive 49ers offense. Tyler Folgem, our guest here, ESPN, ESPN bet. They get ready for a big game against Kansas City and San Francisco uh, on Sunday, do you dive into the weird props like the uh, the passing yards and touchdowns and reception <laughs> yards? Do you dive into Gatorade color, coin toss, national anthem over unders, Taylor Swift being proposed to? How many times Taylor Swift is referenced on the TV? Do you get into the the kind of the wackier, weird, fun prop bets that really football has nothing to do with? Yeah, I don't bet them, but certainly love to talk about them on our show, ESPN Bet Live, because I know there's a lot of viewers out there who that's what they want to bet on. They don't care how many times Brock Purdy drops back to pass or how many yards Patrick Mahomes has. They want to know the color of the Gatorade. They want to know how long the national anthem is. They want to know heads or tails for the coin toss. They want to know what color jacket Taylor Swift comes to the game in and how many times she's referenced on the CBS broadcast. So um, that's definitely something I like talking about, not something I particularly am going to bet. But certainly, it's definitely fun to discuss. Let's talk MVP. Uh, is this as simple as, as it was when you when I asked you why Chiefs and you're like Mahomes, Reed, great defense, and like I Tyler, as many numbers as people look at, I think that's what it basically boils down. I you could show me EPA rate and you can show me red zone conversion rate. Mm-hmm. Nobody really cares. It just seems like you're either taking the Niners because you're a fan of the Niners or you want to go against the public, even though they're the favorite, they're like a favorite underdog, which is a weird position to be yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like everybody uh, else is just, I, 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 yeah. I'm going to say for the MVP, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a great way to bet on who wins the game. Like for instance, I think the chiefs are going to win the game. So rather than just taking the chiefs on the money line, I'm going to make my, Chiefs pick be Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP at plus 130 because my handicap here is what are the chances that the Chiefs win the game and it's not Patrick Mahomes that's deemed as the biggest reason why I think you and that's 30 extra cents per dollar that you get back in return if you just bet Mahomes win the MVP as opposed to the Chiefs winning the game now again you're assuming a little bit of risk because Travis Kelsey could win the MVP maybe a defensive player who knows but I think in 95 percent of the outcomes where the Chiefs win the game, it's because Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to, instead of just taking the Chiefs plus 100 money line, I'm going to bet Mahomes as the MVP at plus 130 because I expect the Chiefs to win, and that's a way to get a little more juice out of the bet, so to speak, 
Whereas, again, if I like the 49ers on the other side, bet Christian McCaffrey at plus 450 to win the MVP. Because what are the chances that CMC doesn't have a couple of touchdowns and the Niners are able to keep up with or win this game? So I'm glad you brought out that MVP market because that's a different way, assuming a little bit of a risk, to get more out of your bet by figuring who's going to be the biggest reason why this team wins. And for me, be Mahomes on the Chiefs side, it'd be Christian McCaffrey on the Niners side. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you there, Ty. I think that's kind of the that that's the right perspective. You can certainly bet your team if one of these teams is your team, and I'm I'm going to be rooting for the Niners in the game. So that's an automatic like who's the MVP? Purdy certainly could surprise people. If you want to take a long shot on Debo, go ahead. I'm going to take the guy who gets yeah. the ball the most and is kind of the most efficient. Let me. I got two more questions for you. We'll get you out of here on this. The first one is. How did you do last year in the Super Bowl with with your bets? Did you did you have the right read on the game, or did something bite you? No, I had a good a good year last year. I thought it'd be a high scoring game. Um, I liked the Chiefs. I, I had a very good. I played daily fantasy on DraftKings, and I had a very good showdown slate um, that won me a tournament there against some friends that I play. So I, I had a good year last year. I'm hoping this year is the same. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring. I think it's going to be lower scoring in comparison. Um, so that of course makes it a little harder to find those props and more unders as opposed to overs, but last year was good. And I'm hoping to back it up this year. Uh, get you out of here on this one, Tyler, cause we appreciate the time. And I know you're doing a lot of hits right now. ESPN bet just launched and, uh, you're doing a great job with ESPN and ESPN bet. Let me ask you, uh, when all said and done, how do you think this is going to boil? Give me a score and what's, is Purdy going to throw a game losing interception? How is this going to go? Are you think it's a, ch- a chief dominant win? How you overall feel the game's going to go? Yeah. 24-22, Chiefs win. So the Chiefs win and cover their money line. Uh, that goes under the total. The total is 47.5. 24-22 would be under as that's only 46 points. I think the Chiefs have a um, you know 24-6 or 24 to 14 type of lead, something like that, 24, 13 type of lead, whatever. And there's a late score by the Niners that gets them to 24, 22. I'll have to work on the math on how I got there. <laughs> and then um, the onside pick comes, the Chiefs recover it, Patrick Mahomes kneels it out three times and they win. All right, there we go. Tyler Fulgham, ESPN, ESPN Bet. Catch him on Twitter, catch him on ESPN Bet Live. Tyler, thanks for the time out here in Portland, man. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Good luck on your bets. And uh, hopefully we can catch up with you soon. Good. All right, there we go. Tyler Fulgham, ESPN Bet, joining us with uh, some of the read and thoughts that he has on this matchup. He likes the Chiefs. He likes the under. He's not going to overthink the room here. He's going to take the obvious uh, MVP pick. And, you know, pretty easy Kansas City lean for him. Doesn't participate in the wacky, weird prop bets. But he certainly has a perspective that if you like the Chiefs, and obviously most of America does, even with a small spread, I think Schultz, his thought is, well, if I like the Chiefs, why not just take most of these Chief props, the Pachecos, the Kelseys, the MVP, Mahomes, Chief money line? Like you might as if you might as well just tie a lot of these into a parlay if you're so heavy on the Chiefs. I mean, I've been playing Travis Kelsey anytime touchdowns all season, like they're going out of style. ESPN.com's on on that yeah, to score a touchdown. It's even money. Yeah, like exactly. I was surprised to read that. I feel like that should be minus money because it. If they're scoring, it's hard to see very many players on that team 
scoring the tutty. No, and I, I I do love people. I've seen a lot of tweets out there being like, oh, not just Travis Kelsey anytime, but first touchdown, which I think is like plus seven or 800. Yeah, that's when you get to start getting some value is that first touchdown being scored. But, but then people are thinking, oh, maybe Rashi Rice, who's plus 1,100 offers better value. Yeah. So, so looking at these numbers, yeah, I think Kelsey anytime touchdown would be the bet that I'm going with. But you're right. I, I kind of want to do like a, not even just like a three-way, but like a four or five-way parlay of just Chiefs different oh. props. Shocking. Schultzy who likes to go to strip joints while he's in on a five-way. I'm Degenerate. stunned to find this out. Uh, we have a lot to get to on the radio program. We're back with more Dirt and Sprague on the fan. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, we'll get to uh, some NFL dealings coming up. I... Um, we get these emails where we get these offers for the interviews, and it's you know it's Super Bowl week, man. I, I I'm in. I I'll talk to as many people. It doesn't have to be gambling related. It could be analytically driven gambling, football. You know, football, football stuff. I'm all in. What does kind of suck about those interviews that were offered via email, and and we appreciate Tyler Fulgham's availability to us. The only thing that sucks is they get put on these business lines. So like. A handler calls us and is like, I have Tyler Fulgham ready to go, and then patches him in. And so, like, there's this weird delay thing that happens. And as a host, you can you can kind of pick it up. I think as even a listener, you can pick it up pretty quickly. But as a host, you can be like, oh, he's hearing me two seconds later. And so there's this awkward silence between question and answer. We appreciate, again, Tyler Fulgham's availability. But it's always a little bit of a dicey uh, role there. Uh, Schultz has a short and leaking confidence version of Statter story. We're going to get to in a second. Uh, Swag forgot to throw into a text like, yo, it's Wednesday. Don't forget Statter story. So we'll get to that in a second. But I, I wanted to throw at you. Did you see Schultz? I don't know if you saw this. I had a listener earlier asked if I had watched a news piece done on this topic. 23.1 billion dollars expected to be gambled on the Super Bowl by America. Oh, my God. $23.1 billion. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. I also would just say this, and I'm not in any way telling you how to spend your money, but what I find interesting is sometimes I see these, like, reports, $20 billion to solve homelessness. And then I see, like, two weeks later, $23.1 billion gambled on a football game where most people are going to lose their money. And I'm like, well... We can certainly fix things if we want, but gambling on the game is, it's become massive. It, it, I mean, it's always been a big deal. Yeah. But as more and more states pass legislation to allow a DraftKings to exist in their state as we have, you get more people that are interested. There was a listener earlier who was like, hey, did you see the 60 Minutes piece on these young 20-somethings that gamble? And they've become addicted. And some of these guys have to get dumb phones, not smartphones, so they could like get out of the gambling life. They students, they're finding young students are using financial aid money yep. to gamble. Twenty three point one billion dollars on the Super Bowl. And almost all of us are gonna lose the money we gamble on. Do you have a limit? Do you have an amount you're planning to gamble on the Super Bowl? 
Probably 75 bucks. You're going to load 75 in the account if it's not there already? Yeah, it's not because I've lost uh, my, my season. I What I usually do at the beginning of each football season, so college and NFL, you know, like, so the end of August, early September, usually I'll throw two to 250 bucks in, and I try to live on that for the entire season. Yeah. I did really well through... January and then uh, as I as I lamented to you guys I tried to put all my money I did not practice bankroll management I put all my money on that under <laughs> of the uh, Bills Chiefs game that ended up being moved so no no I did not yeah. hit that I uh, lost basically my entire bankroll so I'm gonna throw another 75 in there because okay. I, I I don't want to lose a bunch but I do consider that a donation at this point and uh, yeah 21.8 billion dollars of what are most likely to be donations. Oh, yeah, the books are going to clean house. I oh, mean, yeah, you, you might give one or two of that back, yeah. right, depending on the odds. <laughs> well, I, I, you know what's interesting is every conversation, and I don't even mean it this way. I know we do talk a lot of gambling on the show. We spray the line every Friday at 830. Like, we have fun with it. Uh, we've always, I, I, I'm out loud and proud. I got a small unit. I'm telling you straight up, my unit is tiny. I you know I'm, I'm a six seven dollar better. Sometimes go. I go heavy. I will go heavy on some games. I I put a sizable amount on that Bills Chiefs game, and I'm an idiot. And I went against Mahomes, and uh, he took all my money because I'm a moron. Well, but, your unit should only be one to three percent of your o- overall bankroll, anyway. Well, but so. yeah, a lot of people also have the belief when you gamble in sports that like you know scared money don't make money. You got to have you got to have some juice, and and I certainly understand, and all the math checks out on it. I just what I find interesting is how regular conversation yeah. is kind of morphed around it. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not interested. I personally I am. There are things I'm interested in. But like we had Eric Eager on earlier. And Eric does a lot of hits with gambling centric shows. So I don't fault him for this. But if you just say, like, hey, do you have a side that you're leaning? That's lingo in the gambling world, baby. Yeah. Is that Chiefs plus two or Niners minus two? That's how he hears that, and that's how a lot of people hear it. But I was generally just asking, like, is there a team? You almost have to change your language in a way because it becomes so gambling-centric for so many people now. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter who's going to win. It's who are you fading and who are you following. Yeah, yeah like, I- hey, it was the over-under number. Oh, it's dropping, and it's, it's certainly changed the way the game's covered. I mean, it's funny to think about the NFL and how Tony Romo couldn't do a gambling-sponsored fantasy football event because how dare you incorporate gambling? They're having the Super Bowl like seven years later. It's in Las Vegas, Nevada. So I I find all of it, just the way it's evolving and the narratives around, it's so taboo. Offshore. You have to go get this check from somebody in Venezuela. You have a bookie. And now it's like, I open my phone and I gamble. Like, it went from don't do it to we're all, not all, but the proverbial all of us are doing it. And now it's in Vegas this year, $23.1 billion set to be gambled by a lot of studies on just one football game. Color of Gatorade, coin flips. It's one of my favorite bets. The you, color of are Gatorade you a wacky better? You I'm are, a wacky prop better. A prop better that likes going in on some of that stuff that nobody can predict unless you DM a player and say, Hey, what color is it? That's true. It, it is the Gatorade. You really have to have the inside player scoop. But also, I think one the other- Chiefs won it last time, and it wasn't anything to do with their colors. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I feel like it was a blue. And we didn't even know it because they had cut away from the Gatorade bath on Reed. Yeah, you didn't see it live. And so people had to go find still images taken from different angles that we didn't get on TV right away. I remember 
I remember, I think it was last year that that happened. It was like, for 20 minutes, nobody knew if they cast their Gatorade ticket. Yeah, and also one of my favorite ones is the length of the national anthem. I believe Reba McIntyre is singing it this year, and they go over-under. Is she the national anthem? They have like three, like Post Malone, Reba McIntyre, and R&B singers escaping my mind. I mean, I know Usher is the halftime show guy. Yeah, and that's another one you can sometimes gamble. What's the first song Yeah, start Or or are they going to do a medley or that kind of thing? But I've sang the national anthem at many different local venues um you have yes wow different baseball games i mean i was the mc for the hillsborough hops so i was kind of there whenever someone didn't show Wait, up the to MC. do the anthem swag yeah. job no i was uh basically their todd bosma oh yeah okay so so kind of you know on the field hey yeah. everybody look at these kids and playing a game in between the innings it's and- time for the wieners run around third yeah, on your mark you get set go yeah, who's that- the biggest wiener i am <laughs> brought to you by our hot dog vendor who supplies us with wieners that is exactly what i did okay. almost to a t schultzy so. the mc how yeah. about that did that for three or four years so so i love to uh the the over under on the anthem something that that i feel like i i, I can kind of nail down a little bit. You just got to go find a couple of recordings. Um, but you know what? I thought I was right one year, still lost my money. So so it doesn't matter. Even if you study, even if you think you've got an inside track to yeah. it, like, guess what, guys? It's just a donation. Just, um, just consider it that. Let's get to your stat or story. You said you have two stats or stories to get to here. Let's just do the two. Should I just play the music? Well, you can't. Yeah. Go ahead. Pot it up. Uh, there we go. Oh, what is this? This is the Statter Story music. I don't believe this is it, Art, but but that's okay. It's a Schultz Statter Story. No, this so is it can, my Statter Story. There, hey, there, that's the attitude. You needed that swagger going into the segment. I will let you know, Schultz going into the segment, leaking confidence. I was like, do you got a Statter Story? And he's like, I kind of have two, sort of. So let's see your leaking confidence statter story here, Schultz. I think it's pretty good. And I love this music, by the way. Who wants to be a millionaire? Rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin. Is that your final answer? (laughs) No, it's not. You remember the guy that won it and was so confident he knew the answer to win a million? He called his dad just to say, Dad... I won a million dollars. Well, that was kind of an easy question looking back. It was because if you don't know what we're talking about, it was the first ever winner of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I think his name was John. I can't remember his God, last name. God, he rolled through that game. No problem. No problem. And then the final million quest, million dollar question, how far is the earth away from the sun? I'm pretty sure it's 93 million miles, and they just had different, like, you think 90, that's easy? 93 miles, 93 million. You think most people could answer billion. that question correctly? I don't think most people could, but I think that if you are somebody that craves answers, and it, it, it's called an info. For somebody that seeks out trivia stuff, yeah, seeks out knowledge, needs the answer for everything, right? right, You will remember that. And that guy was smart and obviously had a lot of knowledge. All right, what's your first stat or story? All right, your first number is 40. Your first number is 40. Is it the number of points that Anthony Edwards had in the T Wolves loss to the Bulls last night, or is it the number of years that a wallet was returned to its owner after being (laughs) lost? The number is 40. I hope I watched a little bit of the Wolves Bulls game. Game. He had 31. Uh, I'm going to say hmm, this would be a great story. Stat. 
You were close. You were going to say story, and then you went stat. It is actually story. How many did he finish with? He finished with 38. Yeah, okay. He was so close to yeah. 40. 38, though, was his okay. final number. Uh, yeah, Bulls ended up beating the Timberwolves. They but did. 40 years, the number of years a wallet uh, was returned to its owner after being lost. This is... In Ontario, Canada, a wallet lost for 40 years returned to a family after being found in an air duct at a storage facility. Check this out. Andrew Medley of Detroit was working in a storage unit in Toronto when he found a wallet in an air duct. He was with a colleague at the time. They opened it up thinking it was a couple of years old, but they were shocked to see not only the actual dates in the wallet on things like IDs, a couple of bills with old dates on them, but how well everything was preserved. He went on to message the owner on Facebook after finding the name of the person in the wallet and sent messages to their daughter, uh, the daughter of the wallet owner, ended up getting it back 40 years later. That'd be wild to get a, a message, hey, I have your wallet from 40 years ago. I'd be like, what? <laughs> so it's 2024 now. 1984 would be Wasn't when. even alive. That's crazy. Wasn't even alive. Uh, what's the next one? All right. Next That's stat a good story. or story. I appreciate it. Your next stat or story number is 60. Your next stat or story number is 60. Is it the number of points Jalen Green and Pascal Siakam combined for in the Pacers' 132-129 to win over the Rockets last night? They're on separate teams, but both top scorers. Sure. Or is it the number of consecutive hours a gamer spent playing World of Warcraft to break a world Number record? 60, you said? The number is 60. I have a hard time. I mean, this is where I get it wrong and I dirt it, but I'm going to go story again. I think you storied me twice. It, um... I don't know what the math would say about the odds of two players combining on a on an even number quite like that. I'm going to go story. You are right. The story choice here was correct. The combination of Jalen Green and Pascal Siakam was only 59 points. Mm. The Pacers ended up uh, beating the Rockets 132 to 129 last night. Those guys combined for 59. But a world record, actually, two were recently broken from a dedicated gamer in Hungary who played World of Warcraft for a consecutive 59 hours and 20 minutes straight, Jeez. breaking two Guinness World Records in the process by 23 hours and 31 minutes. Oh, my God. I don't know how you could play for that long without wanting to kill yourself. Well, you, you you like to play video games first of all. Sixty hours. Yeah, you know this. Sixty. This is cool. I'll give you. I'll give you a better world record that should get more notoriety because I just watched a movie about it on Netflix. Okay. Nyad. There is a lady, and her last name is, or her first name is Nyad, which is like some correlation of meant to be in the water. Okay. She swam from Cuba to Florida. And it's a fantastic story. She was in the ocean 58 straight hours. She swam. 58 straight hours of swimming in the ocean, by the way. How do you fight that? Currents and waves. And in that area, they got sharks that like routinely bite and kill people because they're, oh, there's a creature here. It could be a seal. She did all of that. She tried it six times. She finally succeeded. Delirious as hell. Oh, yeah. 
physically spent, definitely more impressive than sitting on your ass and playing video games for 60 straight hours. I'll say that. Good status story. A nice little short version. I appreciate you. Status story. Great job, Schultze. Uh, coming up next, does this interest you at all? Because it doesn't me, and I'm loud and proud about it. Next on The Fan. This is a Super it's Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Something we've uh, talked about a couple times throughout the years is the advancement of streaming services. There's a lot of people that, uh, you know, cut the cable cord, cut the satellite. I'm going to stream. I did this years ago. I did YouTube, YouTube TV. I love it. Get rid of those fees. Uh, yeah. And as time has gone on, we have learned, and I'll give Jeff Russ his flowers on this. I think he nailed it. Uh, he said years and years ago, oh, you're going to do streaming, huh? You're going to basically do cable is what you're doing. And they have now gotten to the point where I think anybody's streaming. Some, uh, Not everybody, but a lot of people will. Peacock, uh, you know, Netflix, Paramount Plus, uh, ESPN Plus, all that stuff. When you account for it all, it's it's cable price is what it is. And ESPN, Fox... Disney announcing they're going to partner and create a sports streaming platform. And the reaction to this, Turner, I believe, is in this as well. So you have TNT, ESPN, Fox. You can get most of the games. It should be noted. Peacock is not a part of this, so you won't get that stuff. Um, Paramount Plus, CBS, I think, is a separate thing as well. It, it seems, on in theory, like, hey, this could be a good thing for sports fans and I saw this and I kind of chuckled because I, I had YouTube TV. I still claim that if you like YouTube TV, stick with it. It's it's good. Uh, my thing was I couldn't get Blazer games. I have cable. <laughs> I've had cable for a couple years now. Loud and proud about it because everybody else is basically getting cable at this point. Unless you find your ways to stream things without subscribing to them. If you catch my drift, I'm a cable subscriber. Yeah, I like to have the channels. I don't want to worry about missing anything. And I just find it funny that like, oh, a big announcement. We're creating cable, but we're calling it streaming. And you also had Oregon State and some Washington State people react to this and go, oh, look at that. Streaming is the way of the future. I see it. I hear it. But I would also counter it's not the same thing than what you were going to get into with Apple. Yeah. Apple offers no linear uh, uh, exposure. There was no like equivalent on TV. Whereas you can stream this, but you can get those apps on your TV too. Also, cable will still be a thing for Fox, for ESPN. That's not going to get cut and go away. So I know Oregon State fan was kind of stepping up here and getting loud about UW or whoever. I would argue it's not the same thing, and the money you were going to make per year was still atrocious. This is more on the commissioner and all the presidents to not find better solutions for it. And it was ultimately doomed at the start. So this, like, owning the Pac-12 presidents who left, I don't really think that's the correlation at all. Uh, I just find it funny that, yeah, they create more ways to basically make you get cable. They just don't call it cable. I have cable. I'm never worried about any of this. But I know not everybody's sitting in that same position. But it does seem like it's it's basically, hey, we have cable. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're calling it streaming, but it's it's cable. Well, the whole reason that we all started to drop this stuff in the first place was because, gosh, those it, it wasn't just the regional sports fees. It was the equipment fees. It was like the modem rental, the box rental for four different rooms in your house. Oh, I saw it from uh, our buddy Bart Winkler in, in Milwaukee. It was like also the deals. They offer these great pricing deals. But the calendar was all mixed up. So exactly. You, like, oh, wait, wait, how much am I paying now? And I've had that a couple times. As- and then after a year, you get that new, like, we just got this bill in the mail where, up oh, our internet, uh, our nice little promotional right. rate expired, and we're now paying full rate, so I got to call It went Comcast $50 up, right. Yeah, yeah, right. I got to negotiate that all over again. It's so, a nightmare, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of the reason, you know, the, the streaming thing looks very attractive, plus no ads, at least at the start. But now, as Jeff Rust has very dutifully pointed out correctly, we are seeing basically a circle back around of pretty much every streaming service now offering an ad tier and an ad-free tier that you have to pay more for. Prime Video is doing this. It's like, hey, once upon a time you had Prime you just got to watch, and yeah. now it's like, well, you want you want no commercials, Prime Plus. It's ne- like way to get another four ninety nine out of me. Netflix did that six months ago. They finally added commercials to like the bottom tier of their thing. So, so we're starting to see all those fees kind of be added into the cost of the current streaming services. So that sucks, but. I'm not as down on this as you are, Sprague. And, uh, what do you mean? I'm not down you're on down it. You're down on I, it? You, you, seemed, you seemed down on it uh, as far as people not wanting to pay for another option for streaming. So, am I, I incorrect Well, in that? I have cable. Like, w- yeah. You're just going to end up paying a cable price. If, if you are indeed all in on buying. Not everybody is. Some people will only get certain streaming things. And some people say, well, I only care about this sport, so I only have this. And to those people, God bless you. But for the masses that watch TV, you're, you're basically yeah. paying a cable price. Uh, it, it's not that as much as it is paying for access for everything in one spot. And if I, if I as a sports, but I, fan, I have that now, and I have cable. I no, have all the. I can turn on my Comcast remote and say Netflix, and Netflix pops up on my TV. Uh, but but if I could go and and I see what ESPN is trying to do here, I'm not trying to be a businessman for them, but as a consumer, I like this option. If I can go on my phone or on my tablet or wherever I'm at onto ESPN.com to go look at scores, to go look at stuff like I normally would, any of the stories for the day, oh, I can click on any of the games from right there and just watch it immediately. You're, you're, we're not talking about just where these are available, like games to watch. We're talking about how you can access them. So as opposed to, I, I get it, it's all a one-stop shop if you've got 200 channels with all the games on. At home, accessing is easier for me than most. Exactly, but if I'm, and this is the way that it's going to be at home and on the road as well, if I'm looking at an app like ESPN, all the scores are up, and you see... I see DirecTV and Xfinity trying to implement this like scoreboard technology into their live game watches. That's what ESPN's offering here. And this deal with, I mean, I can't believe... Well, all we don't know the price, do we? I didn't see a price yesterday. No, 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 no there is no price yet. The, the price, the service is going to be determined, but, but what they are offering here, and it's fascinating to me that they could partner up with Warner Brothers and Fox to make this happen, yeah. is ease, simplicity of access. And I am all for that. Now, is so it... So how is cable not easily accessible? for you. No, it, it is, but as I'm saying, it's just a different it's a different accessibility. We're we're talking about going in and 
you know, traditionally searching through a guide of channels as opposed to looking at a section of box scores on ESPN.com. And I can go click from any game that I'm looking at a box Comcast score Comcast offers that. They show you box scores and real-time scores. You can just click the game. But can you watch all of them? And that's what I'm saying. Can you watch them from that screen? Can you go click into that screen and do it? You have to go to three or four or five different menu choices as no, opposed I don't. to what ESPN's doing. It's just right on the front no, page. No, no. That is not at all what cable is now. Cable well, is much easier. Now, where I, where I will say cable is failing, the you can't stream unless you're on your home Wi-Fi. Like, oh, huh? that's bullshit. The Xfinity stream option is, it's ungodly. It's ungodly. It's disgusting. It is, that was the benefit of a YouTube TV. Is I could watch that at my nephew's football games and not miss anything and just have it on my phone. I can't do that now with that's Comcast. Fair. The Xfinity stream is only accessible via the, the home Wi-Fi. But the home experience is super easy. Also, like, I like scrolling. I like the guide. I I memorize the channels that I watch. I don't have a problem finding the access. I know where league pass is. I know what section my my extra innings baseball Atlanta Braves package is. It's pretty. I, I think it's easier in a lot of ways at home. It's on the road and in different, you know, places that it becomes the accessibility is a problem. And that's where I think Schultz, what you're talking about. That's where it has the one up, but we don't know the price of this yet. Exactly. I'd be stunned if this is under 50 bucks. Oh, it's probably going to be For all the access to all of those, with all those networks, like I, I would be surprised if it was that. <laughs> I mean, what did Root Sports' fee just go up like almost $20 for our local consumers to keep Blazers and Mariners and Kraken games on? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's not going to be cheap. The Blazers are on the third channel of Root most nights. Yeah, Root Sports Plus Plus. Yeah, it's like, it, <laughs> it's not Root. It ain't Root Sports Plus. It's Root Sports Plus Plus. And I'm like... It's an NBA team, and they're on like the third channel of a regional network. It's unbelievable how oh, that they're happens. Probably the worst team on that regional network right now. Ah, the Mariners exist. Hey, they won fifty-four percent of their games, baby. That's all you need to do to win a World <laughs> Series. You watch out. Uh, wrap it up. Coming up next on the fan. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, a uh, couple thoughts. Somebody said, when I had Comcast, I could not watch games outside of my home. I cut the cord and never went back. I, and I responded, blows my mind, the Xfinity stream and how terrible it is. I can't believe that they don't allow you outside of your Wi-Fi. No. Like, the geolocation fencing for them. Is it's nuts. Like, it's, come on. It's 2024. What are we doing? DirecTV does not do that to me. Yeah, I've never been a satellite guy. My dad has it, so I can yeah. when I need to, you know, fill the gaps in. I'll use his use his login, and it's amazing. I took one off of my house this summer because uh, the previous owner had a couple on there, and one was on the side. And I had to take it off. <laughs> Old sh- satellites are always fun. They should be mandated to have to come remove and patch those holes off your house. Like you pay a lot of money for that service. If it's done, they should have to be the ones to come out and take that off and patch those holes. That's all I'll say on that. You would think. Uh, a couple a couple thoughts coming in on Fubo TV. My brother-in-law is Fubo, and I've heard nothing and seen great things. It seems like Fubo TV is kick-ass. I, I spendy. I'm not anti-streaming. I subscribe to a lot of streaming apps as well. I'm my cable, my 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 like entertainment bill, it's dumb. It's dumb. I, I don't even want to add up how much I'm spending because of how dumb it is. So I've heard good things about Fubu. Uh, somebody said, ironically, right in the middle of the segment, my internet decided to cut out 
All the more indication I should just stick with cable. Yeah, that is the advantage of cable. You know, you've got that signal right into the wall. Even if your Wi-Fi goes out, you would still be able to watch TV because of that cable that, that is always sending that signal. It, uh... Look, there's pros and cons, I think, to both of it. I'm an old school guy. Like, hearing you say out loud, and you got to scroll to find the channel. Dude, one of the coolest things about me as a dad to my children right now, I know all the channels. Dad, where's Disney? 741. What are we doing? Dad, where's that channel that plays all the Christmas movies in December? Freeform, 739. What are we doing? What's the league pass... 3,054. Come on. Stop playing games. Because I had to do that as a kid. I memorized everything. But now you can just go click on a movie title screen. Oh, dude. Look, can, come there's on. There's so many better I know. Options. I know your pro stream over cable, and, and that's fine. You're not wrong in some ways. You got to admit, the guiding of it is dumb. It's not as clean and easy as cable. I do miss the succinctness of the old One button. There it is. Guide. Scroll down. Oh. A curmudgeon old fuddy-duddy show today was starting off being anti-Apple Vision and saying, we need cable forever. I want to scroll the channels. Now that's going to do it for us. Schultz's in tomorrow. Swag will be back on Friday. And uh, we have a lot to dive into. It's a day before the trade deadline. A couple things in college football catching my eye. NFL draft stuff. Some more audio from the Super Bowl we didn't get to today. We'll bring it back tomorrow. Uh, That's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow, bright and early, dirt and spring on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan.